The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. They're America's number one sportsbook with an easy-to-use app that's safe and secure. And when I win, I get paid out in as little as two hours. And this season, FanDuel Sportsbook is making betting easy for everyone. With great promos like risk-free bets, enhanced odds markets, same-game parlays, and more. So if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 or older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. Folks, we asked for it. You gave it to us. I'm going to talk about that in a second. There's so much to discuss. There's a Rams game from last night. It's Tuesday afternoon. We got to review it. There's some Bears stuff that we got to discuss, that Bears-Packers game. Got to review it. A lot of bad beats from the weekend. Got to discuss that. Of course, we're going to talk about the entire slate that we will for our Thursday show uh, narrow down. We're going to get to our Simon Says Bet of the Week that you must bet, which was the Los Angeles Rams last week. We'll probably get to some kind of uh, foxhole bet because we'll have to get into the foxhole. We will play Scooch Roulette. Fairly certain I lost that because I had the Raiders last week. I can remember that much. First, let me introduce my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Mr. Simon Hunter. Chad, I, I finally did it last week. I gave out the Troy Lions to win outright, and Uncle Colin, he gave my own cartoon for the, fa- the, the favorite show. So I'm finally a man. You are a full-fledged media star. You're, of course, referring to the fact that uh, – You've finally been added to the logo for the favorites. Yep. Probably my fault more than Collins. They showed it to me earlier in the year. I'm like, yeah, this looks great. Didn't really think, hey, should we add Simon or not? Because at that point, let's be clear. We were signed to the volume podcast network because of me, not mm, because of you. That's true. And your star may or may not have eclipsed mine, which is a really good segue into we had asked our listeners to give us hypercritical five-star reviews because some people had given us reviews that were like, Hey, I love the show, but X, Y, and Z. So we're all for criticism and feedback. As I say all the time, feedback is a gift, but it must be a five-star review. So we did get a ton of those and we're going to give away some swag to uh, some of our favorites and most critical to be clear. Most of the criticism was leveled at me at Matt Mitchell, not at Simon. But one thing, and we're going to review some of it on Thursday. One thing that was universal was so many people saying they hate Tina. Tina is the voice that introduces each game. Oh, yeah. 
Let's do this. People don't like Tina. So in this episode, there will be no Tina. If you're on the other side, if you love Tina, if this is a vocal minority, by all means, tell us, give us a five-star review and say you love Tina. But uh, this, this episode, we will be dropping it. If you hate gambling, go listen to NPR. Simon, first, we got to talk about the Rams. You said last Tuesday it was a Simon Says game. I'm going to admit it. Didn't bet it. Like, I could not get behind it. Couldn't understand it. Didn't you tried see to talk it. me off it on Thursday. Not a believer in Matthew Stafford. <laughs> like, a short home dog, less than a field, a short home favorite, less than a field goal. Bet the Cardinals. But I didn't love the, I didn't bet the game. I didn't love the Cardinals either because I kind of feel like they're frauds. And so I was just sort of lost. And then I was feeling great when Jalen Ramsey was listed as COVID on the COVID list, meaning I didn't waste my money. And sure enough, the Rams pull it out. What did you see? Why did it happen? Scared money don't make no money, Chad. I don't know. It was a whole factor of different things. The biggest one was regression for the Cardinals. That's why I was so big on the Bears. I I just didn't think Kyler was going to look right coming back off that injury. He didn't. I mean, again, you can go look at his numbers. He, He played the entire Bears game with a short field. This game, he wasn't so lucky. He was playing against a team that, yeah, I'm right there with you. We saw the stat, the Action Network tweeted out, he was 1-17 against teams that were five games above 500, Matthew Stafford, in his career. That one win came last night. So the man had never won a game against a team that, you know, the Cardinals were, which is a really good dominant team this season. Again, 7-0 on the road. This team is legit, obviously. But at home, we've seen it. I think they're up to their 2-4 now at home. They lost that game against Carolina when Carolina had a backup quarterback. Again, Cardinals had a backup quarterback, but I just kept waiting for this Cardinals team to come back to that regression spot. Last night, did I think the Rams were going to win like they did? No. But when we talk about points and value, I liked it at two and a half because to me, that's a fair value on that game. I made the line one. It was two and a half, two. Still thought there was a good value in the Rams. It moved up to three, three and a half in certain books. That's that's an autoplay. The only part that sucks is... Like you just talked, we didn't really touch on it yet, I guess. The public literally had the best week of their, I mean, the year last this past weekend. I think it was 10 and two or something like that. Favorites covered and won. So that was the probably the scariest part of it. I was all in on this bet. I had a lot of money tied towards the Rams. The COVID news hits, the lines were going against me. I had to bet more on it because I'm getting more value on the line. And I was just like, holy shit, man. Me and the sports books might take a beating this weekend, but luckily. The Rams do what I thought they were going to do. They were just going to be a dominant ball-controlling team, which is what they were last night. You mentioned sort of the public and the favorites cashing this weekend. We had specifically decided, and we mentioned this on the show, in the contest we're in, you got to take at least one buy. We hadn't taken it all season. On Sunday morning, we spoke. We just didn't like anything we were seeing, nothing of value. We couldn't come up with five games we felt great about. So we decided to take the buy. And I'm glad we did because – We loved the Washington football team plus four and a half. We would have lost that, even though you said on the show on Sunday morning on Convince Me on Twitter, on Ad Action Network HQ, you were feeling anxious about that one because you had heard overnight the line on that game had moved from four and a half to six and a half. You had heard Saturday night and Sunday morning when that line was moving that a lot of professional groups were coming in on the Cowboys. And so it was making us anxious about it. Interestingly, The other game that we talked about last week was the Browns and the Ravens. And you loved the Ravens at plus three. Loved them. Loved them. But by Thursday, we had heard a lot of professional groups coming in on the Browns. All of a sudden, we changed our tune. And the Browns, like, if we had bet on the Browns in the contest 
as I did bet on the Browns in real life, I was sick to my, that game put me in a bad mood the whole day. <laughs> yeah. As, as a better, it's like, you can never get used to those things. Like literally it feels like someone's beating the shit out of you. Like, like you just said, you're sick to your stomach, but I had the Browns. I had a bunch of numbers too. I had Browns plus one Browns uh, minus one, minus two, minus two and a half, minus three. And I had the under. So literally on that final play by the Ravens, I lost that cover and I lost a ton of money on the under. Um, those are the most brutal ones. Then the Washington football team had a decent amount of money on the four and a half, five and a half, the six and a half. They missed a two pointer and they missed an extra point to lose by seven. Killer, absolute killer. And then for everyone out there, I, I feel like this was the sickest one. That Bills plus three and a half. Oh. Um, I luckily talked to enough professionals. I was on the other side. It's usually where I'm going to be with people. Like I love fading the public. The public was coming heavy on Tampa. My biggest fear was I didn't like the way the, the pros were messing with that line. They bet it down from three and a half to three. And a ton of money came in on the Buccaneers at three. And I was like, okay, clearly I have a read. And my read on Buffalo is a bad read. So got lucky on that one. I mean, that was them between them and the Browns both being up 24 to three and then losing the cover on the Browns and almost losing on the Buccaneers. It, it was like I told you before the games even started, that was probably my least bet week since week two. Like that was my smallest amount of money I put out. Um, since week two, just cause had a bad feeling about it. Little did I know the, the public was going to have the best day of the year. Like that, that was seriously insane. All the big favorites covering. I know like we give out the money line round Robin. Only one that hit was Atlanta. Every other, every other dog, well, Rams last night, but that was just a bad week for someone like me, like spending dogs, but luckily got it back. Got a lot of it back with the, the bears Sunday night and got a lot of it back with uh, the Rams last night. So that's how it goes. Is it better? You just got to take when you can get it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, we, we didn't even talk about the Niners. We loved the Niners and the professionals, our sharp calls last week. That was the game that a lot of the professionals were talking about. We loved the Niners there. And, and the under, practically. which did you see that whole scenario? So it was 20, 20 to 17. Dude, the over under was 49. But also like they practically gave it away. Both the Browns and the Niners did not score in the second half. Yeah. And gave away covers like like and the Niners missed a field goal to win the game from Robbie Gold who's like pretty dependable and, and Jimmy threw a the pick six that the Bengals dropped which was like I feel like kind of like uh they, they gave us one back there like that guy literally had yes. a pick six to end it and he dropped it so yes it, it um, and then you mentioned the Bears you had the Bears money line uh first half and the Bears were up 10 nothing I bet the Packers live and then I pretty much went to bed a buddy of mine called me at the end of the first half and he was saying to me how he can't believe this game. It's insane. He said, what are you thinking about? I'm like, I already bet the Packers, you know, live minus three. He goes, I think there's a better shot of you going to sleep before this game is over than the Bears actually winning this game. And I said, 100%. And I sure enough, went to bed. Now, that was the worst part about being a Bears fan, too, is what was it? 27 to, 27 to 21, maybe at halftime? Yes. And every Bears fan had the exact same feeling you did. You guys were literally kicking off to Green Bay to start the second half, and we just knew. I mean, you guys literally played as good as you can play first half, and they still had 21 points. I know one of them was a pick six, but it's just I, I feel I feel for the Bears fans. Rodgers, hopefully this is the last year of uh, him being in your division because it's historical. It's He tied Brett Favre, right, for most wins in yeah. Yeah. that division history against the Bears. But the good news is our friend Dave Eck, did send us from the bears, did send us a nice 
holiday gift box. And I sent you something from there that he specifically asked me to send you. And I'm I thought it was, Nick of Jersey. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was so brilliant what he sent you. You will have no choice but to display it. It was evil genius wait. stuff. <laughs> evil genius. All right. Before we came on, you told me that you already loved this week. As much as you hated last week, you love this week. We got to get back at it, man. We only got a few weeks left in the year to make some money, to climb up the rankings. Chiefs visiting the Chargers. Chiefs are field goal favorites on the road. The line has already moved from one to three. Is this one you already bet? Oh, yeah. Because we took that bye week, because we went five and oh, the, the top people averaged one and four last week. So we actually made up ground on that bye week. It was a good, good bye week by us. We're so good at this. <laughs> search, well, search around. I think FanDuel is up to three and a half at this point for this line with this Chargers team. Everyone and their grandma is going to be betting the Chiefs. We will happily take this number. We'll most likely take the under as well. As soon as it hit four in multiple books, I bet it. Drove out to Philly. I had my runner in AC, hit a couple books. We'll see. I might take a little road trip if I can't get enough money down, down to Maryland or something to get more money on this game because I, I just love that number at plus four. This Chargers team matches up very well with this Chiefs defense and offense. The biggest thing I'm waiting on right now is what's going on with COVID. All these teams are having COVID issues. This is like a theme you'll see this week. I'm not going to be getting as much money down as I usually do because early on in the week, because of COVID stuff, we've seen the NBA, huge spike right now of COVID cases. NFL had their biggest weekend of COVID cases the entire season. It's only getting worse. Like we already have the Browns having an outbreak this morning and a couple other teams. So between these different outbreaks and how we know this new variant is super and super spreader, I'm just not going to be betting a ton early in the week like I usually do. So if, unless you have the money to buy that positions, I wouldn't either. I'd, I'd keep doing what the public loogie does, which is wait sun, Saturday night, Sunday morning, make your bets. Too much going on with COVID. So in this matchup, we might have Keenan Allen out. That's a huge deal for this Chargers team. We might have Slater out, which is their arguably their best offensive lineman. He's a rookie this year, but he's been incredible for that team. If you haven't noticed, this Chiefs defense, they've had a huge upgrade. It was when they brought in Melvin Ingram, which is – a guy who used to play for this Chargers team. So it, it, is, uh, it is a little scary. You have a couple of revenge spots for this guys on this Chiefs team. But a divisional matchup, like you said, if this line was still three, maybe I'd be thinking about taking the Chiefs here. That's, that's a fair number of the Chiefs. Now it's up to plus four, plus three and a half. That's when you come in heavy on this Chargers team. So I, I do like this number a lot. You gave me all the reasons why I should bet the Chiefs. And the only reason we're betting the Chargers is because of the number. No, there's more to it. I mean, I thought I broke it down. This is a good matchup for this Chargers offense and defense against this Chiefs That's team. all you said. You didn't say – you, you didn't give me – like, you said it's a good matchup. Then you're like, watch out for COVID. And by the way, the Chiefs defense has improved. Keenan Allen might be out. Slater might be out. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's fair. Confidence. No, that's fair. I just want to give the people a little bit of warning is why this line might be moving the way it is because of Don't, those injuries. Listen. Do not fucking couch your answer. You're on the Chargers. Be on the Chargers. Give me the matchup breakdown. I just did. You weren't listening. I mean, you want, what do you want, numbers and shit? We're not a number podcast. Any nerd can go online and look up DVOA, which I've told you a million times is the most useless stat ever because it's literally built by who you play against. If you play in the shitty NFC East, you're, you're beating up on bad teams. That's why you have good DVOA. So number-wise, yeah, everything's going to skew towards this Chiefs team. They're better on paper. They're better on matchup-wise. But to me, when I look up these matchups, I see a Chargers team that when they played against this Chiefs team, they did the perfect defensive scheme, and every team has copied that since then. 
And the only team the Chiefs have beat up on is Oakland. Every other team they can't put up more than 20 points against. Oakland, yeah, they dominate them. That's the biggest thing here is you're getting a Chiefs team that coming off a huge win, a dominating win, playing against a Chargers team that most people have lost money on. They've been burned by this Chargers team. So I don't know if you want to look up numbers and matchup wise, most basic thing is you're getting four plus four in a divisional matchup with a so home that, dog. Listen, don't get mad at me because I ask a challenging follow-up question. I don't give a fuck if the matchup is about DVOA. That wasn't a the challenging answer, question. The, the answer you just gave was the answer I was looking for. Instead, you decided to get mad at me because I was like asking you to give me the actual answer. I love that you think I'm getting mad if I raise my voice. This is That's just me letting you know, take the plus four. This is the kind of questioning that our hypercritical five-star feedback review cycle deserves. This is the kind of thing you get annoyed about because it was like last week. You were like, well, why don't you take Arizona? They're down to plus one and a half or minus one and a half. And it's like, not nah, Chad. I'm not doing it. I'm not telling you what I take the other side. Just take the dog. Bastard. You know what? By the way, speaking of feedback, all this is going <laughs> to come... All this is going to come up in our review cycle. Just telling you that right now. I do not care about my review cycle. I'm making notes and I'm taking notes. You can put me down for skipping my review cycle. The Raiders (laughs) are visiting the Browns. Most books, it's the Browns minus three, minus three and a half. I was coming into this matchup. I was going to be on the Browns just because I know how much you hate them right now. And I hate them too. And that's why we have to take them now. But I don't know what to do. They're, they might be down all of their offensive linemen. Browns, this, so what was this, number six? And now it's COVID news is broken out. And now it's down to three, three and a half. So can't, can't tell you what to do with this game on a Tuesday. It's a Saturday matchup. So next show, we'll definitely touch on it. But as we sit here right now, if I know that the, the Browns have no offensive linemen left, yeah, I, I will take Las Vegas and plus three and a half if you can get it. But I just don't know what the number is going to end up at. Yeah, we got to wait. We can talk about this on Thursday as we get closer. The other Saturday matchup, the Patriots are visiting the Colts. This game is really interesting. The Colts are now two and a half point favorites. I've seen crazy numbers for this line opening. Some places this line opened post weekend. So not the look ahead line, but post weekend Colts minus one. And it's been bet up to two and a half. Foxhole. Let's hop on in. Foxhole. Let's climb down into the foxhole. Fading Mac Jones again. <laughs> yeah, shocker. Off, Mac Jones off a of bye week. Love everything about this matchup for the Colts team. They're a dominant run team playing against a weaker run defense. Inside, we've seen it with this, this Patriots team. They're better outside on the grass. They're not as good inside when you're playing against fast teams. I love this number when it was at one. Now it's up to two and a half. Still think you're getting a fair number. Once it hits three and a half, maybe I start looking at the Patriots. But the way the numbers are going right now, the public's coming in heavy on the Patriots. I just don't know if the books will get up there. Maybe enough professional money will come on the Colts and they'll bet it up. But I've been betting this Colts team all year. I've lost one of my bigger bets of the year on them in this exact situation. But I have to keep doing it. It's You're having a really, really low bar on this Colts team. Everyone is looking at – I mean, again, I feels like 90% of the media is Boston fans. But – it's never-ending talk about how good this Boston team is, how good New England is, how the Patriots versus Buccaneers Super Bowl is a lock. They're the number one seed right now. I just don't – I think they're frauds as the number one seed. I just don't buy this Patriots team. And I, I – maybe maybe this is the game where I'll start giving them due credit because they didn't earn in that, that Bills game. They had a drop in the end zone. The Bills should have won that game. This here is 
as playoff a playoff matchup as you can get. This Colts team is a playoff team. To me, they're a top four team in the AFC. Let's see it. You're on the road with Mac. You can't hide him in this game. You're going to need him to make throws in this matchup. So uh, uh, as long as I'm getting under three with this home team and the Colts, I, I love this number. This is the huge, huge uh, pros-Joes matchup, or one of a couple that are on the board today. The pros love the Colts here, which is why it moves so quickly from one to two and a half. Yeah, and they're looking at the same thing I'm looking at on paper. You just have one of the more dominant offensive lines going against Again, Judon's been incredible. That's an edge player. Up the middle, this Patriots team is not what people think they are. So they can be ran on. So it is interesting, this matchup-wise, especially seeing how much money's coming on the Patriots and the Lions moving against it. Like you just said, it's a pros versus shows kind of game. It'll be interesting to see how Carson Wentz ends up losing us this bet. What are the ways <laughs> Carson Wentz is going to cost us a win in this game? Is it going to be a fumble? Is it going to be taking a sack? when they're in field goal range and it puts them out of field goal range to win the game. And instead they have to punt and the Patriots have four screen passes that turn into 20 yards each to get into field goal range. Like the ways in which Carson Wentz is going to fuck this up are myriad and predictable. You're alive better now, Chad, you've got a lot of betting in your state. So what, this is what you do when they're up 21 points, 14 points, like the Colts will be. You take the live money line of New England, and then you're just living the dream. It's a, it's a nice position to be in. I don't hedge. Hedging is for fucking losers. I always hedge, and I'm not a loser. Well, we'll talk about that at your review. The Washington <laughs> football team visiting the Philadelphia Eagles, another pros-Joes game with the majority of bets coming in on the Washington football team, the majority of the money coming in on the Eagles as four-and-a-half-point favorites right now. Love the Eagles. Rare, rare time I'm taking a favorite, taking the chalk. But what I've read is this team has been hit by COVID. Washington football team has now is down three starters off their D-line, off COVID-related issues. We know what the Eagles want to do. They want to run the ball and control that front. Eagles' whole, whole offensive line is healthy coming off a of bye week. This is a disaster matchup for this Washington football team. It really is. So I'm looking at it. I don't really care if it's Minshew or Hurts. Uh, it, it's kind of irrelevant to me at this point. I get why Eagles fans are going crazy for Minshew, but watching his all 22, rewatching that game, kid has so many bad habits. I, I, I still rather have Hurts as the quarterback. I feel safer with him, but I'm probably only going to downgrade it maybe a point, point and a half between the quarterbacks. I don't think there's that much of a difference between Minshew or Hurts. So just looking at this number, as long as it stays under six, I, I love the Eagles in this matchup. Cowboys. On the road at the Giants, who we have backed with uh, faith and loyalty the past few weeks as <sighs> big, big dogs. I was not into the Giants. You loved the Giants. I was not into them. And then I impulsively and stupidly Sunday afternoon saw a report that Derwin James was out for the Chargers. And all of a sudden I decided, yep, that seals it. it. I'm betting the Giants. <laughs> So, of course, I bet the Giants and they were until the last series of the game, they, they were never had a chance to cover. No. And that was the worst part was I, I was like, oh, my God, I, I probably mentioned I turned it off my like corner TV. I looked at my phone. I go, oh, my God, they have the ball after an onside kick and they're driving to get yeah. the backdoor cover. And what, what, of course, Mike Lennon do what Mike Lennon does. He threw a pick. So that was sickening. That was one of those bets I made where I really was betting on their defense, the Giants. They gave up 37 points. I mean, it was third and 11. At midfield, they had Herbert, and he threw an absolute bomb off his back foot. Perfect ball as well. Ran into a guy's breadbasket, so they were up, I don't know. I think it might have been 21 and a half, or maybe it was 17. Either way, it was just like, 
All right, that bet's dead. So that was a bad misread. I faded the Cowboys last week because I didn't trust Dak. I thought he hadn't looked right this whole second half. He was begging to give the football team that game. Like Washington, if it was if Heineke hadn't started that game and it was Allen that started, I honestly believe they would have won or covered that game just because that's how bad the Cowboys offense looked. I don't know what the hell to do with this number. Like, I want to take the Giants so bad. This is way too many points for this Cowboys team to be favored by. But I I don't know. I don't know what to do. I probably wouldn't make our fans bet this game just because I don't have a good feel for this Giants team right now. They might have quit on this coaching staff. They might have quit just on the season because that's what it looked like last week. They just didn't look like a team that was really giving effort, especially on defense. So I don't know. If if, if I had to make a bet on this game, if I had to lean to a side, I'm definitely going to be on the Giants. But this probably won't be one of my top 10 bets. Before we came on, we noted how our audience from September to October to November uh, so far this year has grown each month. And historically, a little inside baseball, betting podcasts peak around mid-October, mid to late October, and then start to decline because people lose interest, frustrated with betting, you know, whatever the case, the season is long. We're growing, as you said it's because we're, we're getting people ugly wins, like on the Giants. I'm not saying bet the Giants. I'm just saying uh, we're here to make those hard decisions. No, that's what they come for. It, But, I mean, I told you, we peaked with – we took the Detroit Lions to get their first one of the year. That was us peaking. So, the fact that our numbers are still going up from there, Chad, it's all gravy, baby. So true. It's so true, by the way. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, speaking of ugly – the Titans are on the road to the Steelers. The money and the tickets coming in on the Steelers as uh, home dogs here. So that must have flipped in the last 24 hours. Um, I, like the, I like Pittsburgh coming in first glance. I, I looked at this matchup. You're giving me the Pittsburgh at home as a dog against the Tennessee team that just historically has not played well in the cold. We're seeing with Tannehill. So I don't know. You kind of scared me off of it. Maybe I, I don't, I'll have to take another look at that Pittsburgh line because – it was two and a half. Now it's down to two. Yep. Still think that's a fair number. Um, it's just a little scary when I know I'm like on the, just a public dog with everyone else early in the week. Um, Tennessee is a team that I don't know. I wanted to fade just because they won 20 to nothing last week, but maybe, maybe I need to revalue where I'm going in this one. Cause this, this felt too good. Like I was going to make me make this my Simon says game. After you read that, it's, it's kind of making me backtrack here. Cause Early in the week, when you see that kind of money coming in on a, a public dog like that and the line doesn't just move to a pick, it's usually a bad sign. That Usually the book has a read kind of on this Tennessee team that I'm missing something. So this is a, a wait and see now for me. Yeah, so we wait and see. It could be if the number continues to move down, maybe we're getting Tennessee at, you know, maybe it's a Tennessee at pick. Which would be great value. Yeah, don't disagree. That Titans game this past weekend – it's like they just let Jacksonville hang around, hang around, hang around. And they're lucky that Jacksonville is just so bad that they couldn't capitalize on literally any opportunity they had. No, it's, it, it's true. I mean, that, that's what was, uh, what was it? 10, nothing at halftime. And I kept saying to myself, well, you know, there's still a chance here for a backdoor for this Jags team. Never. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has regressed. I think he's regressed the most of all these rookie quarterbacks. He has, and it almost feels like, he's the most frustrated with his situation. You know, he never seemed like the kind of player who was going to come out and publicly say, we got to get this guy in the field. Um, And yet that's exactly what he did. And it feels to me like he just has no faith in Urban Meyer. And now name me all the great quarterbacks that have hair down to their waist. I can't think of Long-haired quarterbacks. 
I'm saying down to like their waist though, because he's sunshine to the max. You can get it long. You can have it tucked behind the ears like the Rogers look or the Brady look from uh, was that 2009. But once it gets below the shoulders, I never, never in my lifetime has a married quarterback with hair that long. That's been good. Other than sunshine. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> no, I'm just messing. It's like the cowherd thing with the backwards hat. I just love these like stupid fan theories. So someone sent that to me and I was like, I can't disprove it. And I'm going to pitch it to Chad because I don't think he can think of one either. I, I couldn't think of a quarterback. It. I can't disprove it because I can't think of one other than sunshine. Yeah. When we're talking about sunshine, we're talking about the quarterback and remember the Titans who famously did not make it to the NFL off of that high school team that he played for in a movie, <laughs> but he did the player who was portrayed did not end up becoming a broadcaster on ABC for a long time. What's his name? I forgot. Damn it. I think it's Ronnie, Ronnie Bass. Ronnie Bass. That sounds like America. Does, doesn't it? Ronnie Bass plays football, tucks his hair behind his ears, talks about <laughs> football. And now a word from our friends at FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are almost here, and to help you stay on top of the action, FanDuel Sportsbook is giving you a $10 bonus when you place $20 in same-game parlay bets. Bet on a single game or spread your bets out across multiple matchups. It's up to you. As long as you bet 20 bucks in same game parlays during the same week of NFL action, you're getting a $10 bonus. For example, this Thursday, I'm considering the Chargers, the under, and Justin Herbert passing yards under. I love betting with FanDuel because it's America's number one rated sportsbook app. It's safe and secure. And when I win, I get paid out in as little as two hours. And the same game parlay bonus is live during weeks 13, 14, and 15. So lock in some winners today and enjoy your $10 bonus. New to FanDuel Sportsbook? Sign up using promo code FAVORITES to get 30 to 1 odds on either team to win the Browns versus Ravens rematch. You can win $150 on a $5 bet. That's promo code FAVORITES exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Must be 21 or over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max bonus $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game probably available for multiple sports in all states on mobile and web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789 or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Let's get back to the show. The Jets visiting the Dolphins. Well, the good news is the Jets went back to being terrible this past weekend. They're eight and a half point underdogs in Miami. Damn it. Don't I wanted do it. To, no. I, know I want to so bad. No, but no. I can't, I can't give it out. Like I had this number at eight. If it's eight and a half, just to decrease my stress level, I'll go Miami, but. Technically, the value is towards the Jets team, but I wouldn't touch unless they made it 10. I just 
I can't have faith in Saha's defense. I can't have faith in Zach Wilson, at quarterback right now. Just inconsistent. He'll play a good first half, completely terrible second half, completely terrible game. He just – I just don't know what I'm going to get with the, with him as a quarterback right now. Um, I just don't think he's getting the coaching he needs right now for the Jets. So, the Miami's defense wasn't so dominant. I would maybe think about taking them here. But this Miami defense is too good. So, to me, unless it's the 10 points, I, I'm not taking the Jets. I thought you were going to say you wanted that to be your backup, Simon Says. <laughs> no, my Simon Says is gross. All right. Well, Texans on the road at the aforementioned Jags, three and a half point underdogs. I could see this. You really want to bet the Jags? No. No. But that's what you have to do. If you're betting this game, you bet the Jags. Everyone in the world wants to bet Houston at plus three and a half. Why wouldn't you take Houston at plus three and a half? The Jaguars are horrible. They're falling apart. No one's betting the Jaguars. I, I honestly think I might be the only person going in betting them. So I, I bet them at three. The fact that it's minus three and a half, like you just said it was, that, that makes me feel great because that means other pros are somehow betting this game for me. But the public's going to come in heavy on Houston. That's going to be one of the square dogs this week. But to me, this is going to be the lowest, probably the lowest volume game of the, the week. There's not going to be much value on either side. Just the, the public's not going to really move this number that much. The, the phrase corner TV game, was was made for this for the Texans and the Jaguars. Uh, Honestly. And you're right about the money. Uh, 70% of the bets are coming in on the Texans, but nearly 50% of the money is coming in on the Jags. So this is definitely getting a little bit of love from, from professional bettors. And it's the old school professional bettors. They, they look at the same thing I do where you fade a rookie on the road. Davis Mills is a rookie. It's late December you're going to fade those quarterbacks. 90% of the time, they're going to crack just because the defense is going to have such a good read on that quarterback. They, they already know all this guy's weaknesses. He's been playing now for, I don't know, maybe 10 games, maybe nine for the season. They, they know there's weaknesses. So if it wasn't for Urban being legit, quitting on this team and kind of just seeing like, you know, that loser mentality, like dragging his feet, walking across the field to shake Vrabel's hand, giving one-word answers and pressers, like just, I hate the mojo. I hate the juju of this Jaguars team. So even if this was a great number, I wouldn't make this one of our five because I just really have no feel for it. Well, look, there, there were so many things. It was interesting that the cameras stuck with Urban Meyer as he went across to shake Vrabel's hand. <laughs> yeah. He literally shook it, didn't even stop. It was a, like a drive-by shake. Didn't say anything, just shook his hand, ran off the field. Like, just, he, he just seems like he has no class whatsoever. My favorite and thing he, was someone posted, uh, Vrabel is an assistant for him at Ohio State like they work together and oh my god yeah and and Urban Meyer looked literally looked like a 10 year old that your parents are like hey go shake your aunt and uncle's hand before we leave and he's fucking dragging his feet across the field and like looking down it's like this this guy dude it's it is truly amazing they hire these college coaches who are the most entitled pricks in the world it's like oh shocker this guy doesn't know shit once he gets to the professional level uh I, I mean we faded them that was one of my bigger bets betting they're under for every dollar I'm gonna lose on this Eagles hitting their over I'm going to make back tenfold on this Jaguars team. I mean, that was just one of the biggest fades I had. Rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, both coming from entitled lives in college. Just a train wreck. The Jaguars are legit a train wreck. There was a tweet this week where someone asked a question about a defensive player, and Urban Meyer was like, yeah, he's been playing a little bit more. He had zero snaps on Sunday. Yeah, the guy's checked out. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. By the way, don't forget, you also we also talked a lot about the Texans under four wins. Yeah, them, the Lions. Like, it was 
as much fun and craziness this year has been, it's I, again, I feel terrible for all these fan bases. It feels like everything's exactly the way it should be. The Jags suck. Houston sucks. Detroit sucks. Sorry to say, it, Chad, the Bears suck. So yeah, well, don't it, be sorry. It, it just feels like these organizations who, you know, they have a couple of years here and there where they make nice little runs. They regress back to what they are. It's just not well-run organizations. Starts at the top. Cardinals uh, on the road, two touchdown favorites at the Lions. I was going to make this, but again, COVID. We don't know who's healthy for Detroit. Chad knows. Chad, as soon as he saw this new, I mean, you just give me a little smile like this is it. I want it to be, but I can't because all the COVID stuff. We, we love this number. Detroit, two touchdowns at home against the Cardinals. Cardinals, 7-0 and on the road against the spread. I, I don't know. I'd have to look it up on Bet Labs. I will before the next show if there's ever been a perfect 8-0 against the spread team. Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but we love it. Detroit's style is a perfect matchup for this Cardinals team. They want to run ball control. That's what you got to do against this Cardinals team. You got to kind of have Kyler off the field and not let him get a rhythm. We saw big holes in that matchup last night. The Rams, when they wanted to run the ball, they were able to run the ball five, six yards, chunks at a time. So that's Detroit's identity. They got Swift back. They got Williams back. They, don't, they got a bunch of guys off the COVID list. Love it. If they're what they were last week against Detroit, they don't have any offensive linemen. They have no skill position players, which, again, they didn't already have any. We would, we would fade them. We just would probably end up not touching this game. So uh, as we sit here on Tuesday, and I have such little information about COVID, I will throw a little bit on the 14 just in case these guys do all come back and this number drops all the way down to 13 or 12. But if you're just an average better out there, just wait. You're, you're not going to lose the, the key value in this, this number. As long as it stays above 10 by Sunday and they're all healthy, we like Detroit. The one strength, of, if, the, if the Lions have a strength, is probably their offensive line. 100%. That is, that is the, that's the team pretty much. Yeah. Panthers uh, on the road. At the Bills, playing in the Paris of, New- of Western New York. Matt Mitchell, I'm so sorry for you. That game against the Bucks. Who calls a fade on third and two when you've got a chance to win the game outright? I remain just an empty, hollowed-out husk where a man used to be. But that game, that game really hollowed out any final kernels that were rattling around inside. The Bills' number one problem appears to be that the coaching and coordination, I don't think they know what their team is. I know what this team is, and that play call was a perfect example. Like, you, you think you were going to get that call? I think you would get that call on the road against Tom Brady? Like, that quarterback could have could have stabbed him to death, and they weren't going to get a flag. And they, they called it as if they, they already knew they were going to kick a field goal. It was, it was disgusting. They're 10-point favorites at home against the Panthers. What the hell am I supposed to do with this number? I mean, I, I want to take – I want to take the Panthers. They're a running first team against a Bills team that can't really stop the run. They're calling for shitty weather right now up in Buffalo. I know it's early in the week, but that's what they're predicting for the upcoming weekend. Walking boot, Josh Allen, together, once again. He, I mean, that's the, that's the hardest part with a running quarterback is that's the, always the fear. It's a little like someone rolling up on his ankle, doing whatever. I don't know if he's really hurt. He says he's going to be playing the game. He'll be fine. But if, if he can't run and he's, he's got to depend on, you know, Two running backs who have done nothing for this Bills team all season. They have not run the ball at all this season, other than Josh Allen. I, I, it's hard for me to be laying that many points with a banged-up Bills team. So, first glance, I wanted to be all in on this uh, Bills team just because we've seen it. This Carolina team is probably one of the most dysfunctional, dysfunctional teams behind the Jaguars. Everything's falling apart. 
They're firing their offensive coordinator midweek after a bye week. Cam's terrible. P.J. Walker is not a starter in this league. Some rumors Sam Darnold might be back. If, if that makes us feel better at all, it doesn't. We, like That doesn't change anything. So I, I don't know what to do with this line. We'll, we'll probably end up passing on it. But as a professional, giving me 10.5 against a banged-up Bills team, I'll, I'll take Carolina. I loved on Sunday there was a story in the ESPN News headline stack about Joe Brady wants to stay in the NFL. And I thought to myself, this is the epitome of an agent placed story in no world is an assistant coach who got fired mid season worthy of a story that says, I want to continue coaching in the NFL when all of the college jobs are filled. To me, an interesting part with him is he had Teddy Bridgewater, then Sam Darnold, then PJ Walker, then Cam Newton. All four of those guys aren't good. I mean, we love Teddy, but I don't know. Those other three guys, I don't know if I'd really put on him. Never let me hear you say anything bad about Teddy again. I I won't. I'm sorry. Bengals visiting the Broncos. Broncos, one and a half point favorites. That's an interesting one. We got to take the Broncos. No question. Yeah, this is a trap line. I'm sure the money and the public have come in on the Bengals. You're right. Joe didn't look right last week. I love the way the Denver team plays at home. We've been backing them at home most of the times we do bet them. It's at home. It would have been great if they, we could have got Denver as a dog at home. But the fact that they lost that game in OT, again, if they would have won that game in OT, what's this, minus three Cincy? That would have been great for as a Denver backer. The fact that the books are saying, you know what, we'll just put them out there as a dog. We'll see what money comes in. And the money has come in on the Bengals, and they've just stayed put. That feels like a little bit of signaling from this, uh, the bookmakers here. So Denver, Denver is one of these plays I really like to make here. But I'm, again, I'm going to wait just because of COVID stuff. We're starting to build up a nice little portfolio for the, for the weekend, though. Yeah, I told you, I really did like this week coming in. I felt like there was a lot of good road dogs and home favorites, like short home favorites. Great defense, reliable quarterback, really good running game. All the things that you want as a very short home favorite. Pretty much perfect. Perfect way to summarize it. Thank you. Professional media. Uh, four times bestseller. Yeah, four times. The streaking Falcons, playoff contenders with God knows what, God knows how. This is a Falcons podcast. Eight and a half, nine on the road at the Niners. Simon says, take Atlanta. Take Atlanta money line. Love, what? love, love. Love this spot. When Simon says do it, when Simon says do it, we do what Simon says. Love the matchups for Atlanta. The, the hype is going to be so high right now on this 49ers team. Kittle played out of his mind last week. Dabo, he barely even played. He might have had like four touches and he took one of them to the house. This is peak, peak 49ers. The hype has never been higher. I'd probably be on the 49ers if this was six. The fact that it is not just seven, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half at now. Have to do it. Lo- love the value you're getting on this Atlanta team. Like you just said, on paper, they're a playoff team. I, I get what people are going to say. They've only beat bad teams. 49ers are, they're a good team. I'll give them credit. That they're a good team. They're a playoff team this year. And I get why the public's going to come in heavy on the 49ers. But man, this is way too many points to be taken with this team. Jimmy G. Has he really earned that kind of, I don't know, respect to be fair by that many points? So when I look at this uh, Atlanta team, as long as Cordell Patterson's playing, I'll be on it. It's, uh, he's the difference maker for this team. We've seen how with, when he goes, that offense goes. Matchup-wise, 
we know the 49ers have a really bad secondary. That's just where they've been banged up this year. Surprisingly, Atlanta's gotten better up front. They, they've actually been one of the better blocking teams coming down the late stretch here. So just going off pure matchup and number value, I love this one for Atlanta. We're an Atlanta Falcons podcast. Sadly, we are. They're one went one away from hitting their over. They're one went away from being 500. Crazy. It is pretty crazy because there's nothing likable about this team. What's going to be interesting is They're awful. What do they do for next year? Are they drafting another receiver? Are they drafting an offensive lineman? Are they getting a quarterback of the future? It feels like they're stuck with Matt Ryan for at least another year. There's no, there's no gotta get, gotta get him first round quarterback that feels to me like they have to take. And honestly, he's still producing. Like as much as I, I hated on him, and I said they should have moved on. Like they shouldn't have drafted Pitts. They should have just taken Fields or taken Mac at that pick. And what was it, the five spot or four yep. spot? I don't know what the long-term goal is of this team because they just have so many holes. Again, they might limp into the playoffs this year. They're not doing anything. This team is one of the worst defenses in football. And like you just talked about, Cordell Patterson, yeah, he moves the needle. They're without Calvin Ridley. That's another huge weapon. Yeah. This team. So it's um, it's been impressive what Atlanta has done, but it's hard for me to say walk away from Matt Ryan. He's been producing this year. So I, I guess I'd roll it back for another year if I was them. Have we reached peak Rams because of what they did on Monday night with the Seahawks visiting their touchdown favorites? This would be the exact spot in which you fade the Rams. They are coming off a huge win, interdivision against a team that was number one, quarterback looking good, classic letdown spot against a division rival. Nail on the head. Such, Such a classic letdown spot. Divisional matchup, we're getting seven points. Yeah, Seahawks are terrible. Russell Wilson hasn't looked right since he's come back from the hand surgery. Last two weeks, though, he hasn't been what he was the weeks before that. He's kind of gotten back down to his rhythm. He's not playing as scared. And the run game, we've seen it with Rashard Penny was huge last week for me. I believe two rushing touchdowns. Yeah. When they get a run game going and he can Russ can play off that play action, that's that's the key to that team. We, we've seen it with the Seahawks. So, like you just said, that's seven – I mean, I wish I could make another Simon Says, but I'd grab that now because I, I just can't see it lasting. Uh, this is one of these numbers I could see dropping a six and a half in most books just because professionals are going to take that number. This is simply inflated of what you just said. This Rams team looks so dominant against the Cardinals team. I do think the Rams are good. Do I think they're seven-point favorite good against a divisional foe? Not at all. I, I made this line four and a half. So, to me, you're getting two and a half, two points of value. I, I would take that number in the Seahawks right now. Uh, you know what, Simon? You're on the logo. If you say, we want to do a second Simon Says bet, we can do it. There's no rules. So is it a, is it a Simon Says part two? No, no. We're only going to just do one a week. Very, uh, a lot of fidelity <laughs> yeah. to, the, to the brand. Yeah, you're taken back by that. I am a little bit. You, were literally, like, you literally moved back. You were taken back. I felt like you would take, <laughs> take advantage of your uh, status and say, yeah, you're right. You know what? I'm a co-host of this podcast. My face is on the logo. If I want to do a second Simon Says bet, I can do it. No, what I'm doing is behind your back deals. Like, you think that Dunkaroos box is up there just to show? No, it's all sponsorship money, baby. Behind your back. Chad, I'm cashing in big time. Are you getting paid for that? No, nah, I wish. But Dunkaroos, if you hear me, I, I love your product. I'm a big 90s baby. I hope you do get paid for it. You deserve every cent. Thank you. The Let's see. The Packers now visiting the Ravens. Packers are now favorites. This Ravens team, we got, we can't, we can't even bet this game right now. They are literally falling apart. I, I 
I, 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 I can't, I don't know what to say. I'm still in so much pain from that Browns game. I'm literally just got a flashback in my mind when you said the Ravens. I don't know. My first, my gut instincts is love the Ravens. If Lamar's healthy, this is an autoplay. If Lamar can't run, what's, what are we doing here? Like you, you don't, you don't bet Lamar cause he's a, he's a good passer. You bet Lamar that his escapability, he can turn any 10 yard gain into a touchdown run. If we lost that ability with Lamar, we don't bet it. Uh, the, the biggest reason I wanted to take them was a regression for Green Bay. What are they, 10 and 3 now against the spread? And my, it's something crazy like that. They continue to win at a time when they really shouldn't be. So I'll either end up on Green Bay or I'll just stay away. L- Lamar, he is a freak. I know he can get healthy quick. I can't do it if the guy can't run. If, he, if he's got a, a high ankle sprain, he's going to try to play through it. Cannot do it. And just going off the paper and looking up matchup-wise, the talent level is so much greater on Green Bay. Green Bay, they've had injuries to key positions. The guys that have filled in for those key positions have been above average. Like, they really – that's why, like you just said, Green Bay is one of the best covering teams this year despite having their best offensive lineman and their best cornerback out pretty much the entire season. So, I hate riding with the public and taking the chalk, but just like with the Eagles, I took the chalk there. I'll, I'll take the chalk here with Green Bay. Just early in the week thinking that Lamar is just not going to be himself. Or is it the flip side and – you take the Ravens on the off chance that he is himself and the number moves aggressively on Sunday. I just can't buy it because they carted him off. Like Lamar's such a proud guy. The fact that they had to bring the card out and they wouldn't even let him walk off the field. I know they said that the tests were negative on the high ankle sprain. He obviously was in real pain there. That's the fear because apparently when you talk to ex-athletes, that's when you don't really feel the pain. When the adrenaline's that high, you're on the field in the moment. That's why some guys keep playing with torn ACLs or they walk off the field with a bad ACL. Like the adrenaline is just going. Lamar did not move. He was just laying there and they brought the card out for him. So that, that's just my fear right now. And I, I get what you're saying. You could be getting good value here on the this Ra- Ravens team. What do you think this line will be if he's, he is out? You think it goes up to seven? Yeah. So that, that would be the fear. That's why, to me, I take Green Bay here at the five and just play, play the math that Lamar won't be himself or he'll be out. Or if they end up – they end up – officially announcing that he's playing all of a sudden does it flip and the Ravens are one point favorites. No chance. No chance. I, I, the most this line will move is two points in my opinion. I could see it then being plus three again at home um, against Green Bay, but it's not going to flip five points. Okay. Saints on the road at the Buccaneers, 10 and a half, 11 point dogs. You know, what we do here. We, we take to. the Saints every time. Got to. We did it last year both times. We, we, we did it this year. We took the Saints, took them straight up to beat the Buccaneers. It worked out for us. It's just for some reason, they really do match up great against this, this Buccaneers team. I get the fear. We have a run-based team in the Saints going up against one of the best run defenses in the Buccaneers, but you have to trust the numbers here. Divisional matchup, 10 points. I know people are sitting here and be like, well, this guy keeps telling us to take all these big dogs, and last two weeks – underdogs seven or more are 0 and 11 against the spread that's that's going to bounce back people it's, these favorites aren't going to just keep winning big and covering big that's just not how the world works so to me when we're looking at a week with the sports books going to get it all back even though they did get a lot of it back last night this feels like one of those games we're going to get back a lot of money on every teaser is going to have these guys thrown in i would stay away from the buccaneers this feels like a good trap spot for them a lot of bets coming in on the saints i'm looking at the data right now Really? It's uh, bets on the Saints, money on the Bucks. That's always scary. So, yeah, yep. I guess I guess the pros have a good read on it. Again, I just talked about the matchup. 
the running matchup isn't ideal. We, we have Taysom Hill, who's run first. Again, it was Trevor Simeon, which is even crazier to think. He was the one that took down the Buccaneers, but I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll For right now, I'll take that 10 and a half of that Saints team. All right, last game for the second week in a row. The Chicago Bears are somehow the primetime game. They are Monday night football against the Vikings. This is a very pros Joe's matchup. If you look at it, the bets are coming in on the Vikings as four point road favorites against the Chicago bears. The money is coming in on the bears. It makes sense to me. Yeah. Kirk, Kirk got lucky as shit. His last primetime start on Thursday night, getting that win and cover faded. I'm, I, I get it. Bears suck. Bears are terrible. So do the Vikings. The Vikings always play down their competition. They always have these close games. The, the, the books are trying to tell you something here, making this line what it is. Like, my buddy texted me, why isn't this line six? I said, that's your first indicator why you should be taking the Bears. Like, you, if you're so staunch and believing the Vikings should be six or six and a half point favorites, that lets you know. The, book, the books know what they're doing. They know the first glance, this is what the public's going to come in on. So, I don't know if I'm making one of our five. I can't do it at the Chad, the suffering Bears fan. But as a smart better. You take this number, and I can't see it getting above four and a half. So, to me, if you want to wait, maybe get four, you could. But I would take the three and a half, just in the case the pros do come and bet it down. But to me, this number will just sit there like it is all week. This is going to be a, the bookmakers versus the public in another Monday night matchup. All right, we covered every game on the board. A lot of Are there no buys this week? It feels like there's It's no over, game. baby. The I'm buys sure. are over. So, we covered every single game. We ask people to send in their hypercritical five-star reviews and we will give away swag on Thursday. Matt Mitchell is keeping an eye out. We like the Colts minus two and a half. We like the Eagles minus four and a half. We like Seattle plus seven. We like the Bears plus four. We like, we're thinking about the Saints. We like Detroit plus 14. We like the Panthers plus 10. We like the Broncos minus one and a half. Love. The Falcons, plus eight and a half. That is Simon Says. You ready for Scooch Roulette? Time to take down the hops. When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Let's play Scooch Roulette. <sighs> Going back to my, my favorite team this year, the team I have the most love-hate relationship with, Colts, minus two and a half. Give, give it to me. Damn it. I thought you were going to do that. Damn it. <laughs> You're taking the Colts minus two and a half. <sighs> I'm going with the Falcons plus eight and a half. I love it. Yeah, it's just, I, again, I think that line's going to come down as the week goes along here. So you're, you're getting a good number on Tuesday. I like it a lot. I like you too, even though you're probably going to do badly in your uh, year end review because you, you weren't nice to me. Is this a real uh, thing? Does Action Network actually do any year reviews? Fuck yeah. <laughs> I love Fuck it. Man. I did mine with Matt Mitchell. I listen to me. I say this in sincerity and all earnestness. Feedback is a gift. I love it. I love getting it. I love giving it. I love giving it to the folks on my team. I think it helps them throughout the year. I think it defines what their career path can be. I think it helps them understand their role within the overall business and what we're trying to do. I think it's great. Matt Mitchell can weigh in. I bet Matt Mitchell loves it. Matt Mitchell takes him very seriously. I think everyone should take him seriously. You're not on a corporate job. You're not working your way up a career ladder in 20 <laughs> years. Say? I want to be a CEO someday. Matt Mitchell is still in his 30s. In 20 years, he'll be running something probably for 10 years at that point already. 
these are good experiences for him. These are good lessons for him and for everyone else at the Action Network. As someone that's been on the giving and receiving end of feedback cycles as a former corporate drone, nothing makes me see Simon as more of a, a outdoor cat brought into the house for the first time for this job than him not knowing if, if feedback was something you were joking about or whether that was really happening. I really, I really like that. Yeah, I feel very blessed that I'm in my mid-30s. I've never had a, an end-of-the-year review of my life. That's, that, that is amazing, though, corporate life, man. By the way, now we're totally doing it. <laughs> I'm in. Send me an invite. You know I'll join. <laughs> I can't wait. All right. Well, if anyone else has anything to say for Simon's end-of-the-year review, please put <laughs> it in. Uh, please review it. Make it a five-star review, and we'll see if uh, it uh, can contribute to his overall performance grade. Yeah, give me a uh, pay bump, people. Yeah, exactly. All right. This has been the favorites from the volume podcast network for Simon Hunter for Matt Mitchell. I am Chad Millman. We'll be back on Tuesday to break down the slate. Talk about a money line parlays, any survivor conversations we got to have get to our five best until then download us on Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Love you.